We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This week on the Garage Beers Podcast, it is episode 99, and we have a very special guest joining us in the garage this week. He is a comedian, he is a philanthropist, he's an entrepreneur, he's just an overall good guy, and he's a good guy that represents Cleveland well all over the country. You know him online as Rickonia, it's Ricky Smith, and we're going to talk a little bit about the state of Cleveland sports, a Browns recap, a Cavs recap, and so much more, so... Come on up the driveway, open up your favorite lawn chair, crack open a cold one, and join us for Garage Beers. And welcome, everybody, into episode number 99 of the Garage Beers podcast. Go follow us online at The Garage Beers, anywhere you would follow us, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, and so much more. Uh, and as always, we are brought to you on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, so go check out Belly Up Sports and some of the other podcasts they got going on, even if we are your favorite. Uh, with you as always, I'm your host, Michael Keefe. Go find me online at Garage Beers Mike. And joining me from his garage on the east side of Cleveland, it's Chad Meyer at Garage Beers Chad. What's up, Chad? Hi! Hi! Mike, the world's going off the rails. Oh, shit. Mike, today, I got told, some nice, very nice young lady told me I looked like Brad Pitt. She's not too far off. She's not too far off, but some might say she is. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, and wait, then later in the day. Wait, uh, no, no. Later in the day. No, I, no, no. You don't get to just keep telling that story. What? That is, you, yes, said off, you said off the rails as if it was going to be some like, that isn't off the rails. That's 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 like the train was lifted off the planet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, it's not that far off, okay? But some might say she's far off. So screw you, Mike. <laughs> uh, I got a Kia Soul. I saw a Kia Soul today with uh, like like six foot paper mache bird wings uh, taped to the side of it. So I really think the Kia Soul was trying to get off the planet, uh, lifted <laughs> off the planet, and. Uh, and uh, Kodak Black is doing his best impression of goat oh, yoga at an NHL oh game. Oh my gosh! At an, at an NHL game. I saw so, uh, that. The world's going to the world's going to hell in a handbasket, Mike. 
Oh my gosh, that that Kodak Black video. And then and then they posted a video of him like from somebody that was actually in the suite with him. If you don't know what we're talking about, just go Twitter search Kodak Black. And he was at a Florida Panthers hockey game in a suite and he was dancing with a woman in the suite. Uh but it didn't it you got to just go watch it. It it definitely looked like they were having some sex. My favorite my favorite part of that video is that is the usher or whoever else was in there just kind of being like, yeah, nah, another day at the Panthers game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, what a, what a week, uh, Chad, this is, uh, this is our last week in the double digits, man. This is episode 99. We hit episode 100 one week from now. Uh, and uh, it's pretty crazy, man. Uh, uh, shout out to our buddy, Joe Whalen again, he told us at the beginning, or actually last month, he told us January is a crazy time. He works a late a lot in January for his, you know, his real big boy job. And uh, uh, so he is not with us again, although he should be with us the next couple weeks, which is awesome. But still, go follow him at Garage Beers Joe, wherever you can follow Joe Whalen. Uh, and, uh, and, and really, dude, Chad, cannot emphasize this enough. If you are not following the Garage Beers podcast on our socials, you need to be because the announcements for episode 100, uh, nudge, nudge right now, Browns fans and Blue Jackets fans, the announcement for episode 100 is coming up uh, and you do yes. not want to miss it. It's going to be huge. Hey, 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 first off, priorities, Joe. Huh? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. What, this guy's worried about a paycheck. <laughs> and. He's getting married, and all of a sudden, he's <laughs> a fan with priorities. What the hell is that? Uh, yeah, and then secondly, yeah, dude, you're right. I I cannot wait. I'm surprised. I am terrible at keeping secrets, and I'm surprised I've been able to hold it this long. Uh, so I am. I, I cannot wait for the announcement to come out and see the reaction. Yeah. Uh, again, we're not. Uh, I try real hard not to BS because I hate overpromising and underdelivering. I cannot overpromise this enough how awesome episode 100 yeah. of the Garage Beers podcast is. We are talking about uh, Blue Jackets and, uh, or, and Cleveland Browns royalty uh, that will be joining us for episode 100. And, and we are still may not be done. We're still working on maybe a surprise or two more. So uh, make sure you stick uh, with us. Make sure you are following us at the Garage Beers on our socials. And if you're loving listening to the Garage Beers podcast, if you've been with us for a while or you're just joining us, it always helps us to get a rating or a review. So go over to whatever podcast host you're listening on, whether it's uh, uh, Apple or Spotify or whatever. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating. We do appreciate that. But, uh, Chad, now it's time for us to get into episode number 99. Uh, and uh, before we get into uh, our favorite segment of the week, well, we've got a special guest who's going to join us for it. All right. And now we are before we get into our garage beers of the week, we are very excited to bring in our special guest episode number 99 of the garage beers podcast last one in double digits. And we've got an awesome special guest. He is a guy that represents this city all over the place. Uh, he's a comedian. He's a writer, a traveler, an op entrepreneur uh, and a guy that just brings goodness to the world all over the place. We are very excited to have him. You know him online as Riconia. It's Ricky Smith. Ricky, welcome to the garage beers podcast. You guys don't have like sound effects. Well, we can put them in later if you need a good sound effect. Okay. Do you need like theme music? Mm. You don't need okay. like a theme song what, or anything. What's now? Oh, here we are. Wow. No, 
I can make up something, man. No, no. Where where are you? Like, are you, it looks like you're a mix between my garage and my eighth grade gym class uh, uh, teacher's <laughs> office. Yeah, bro. I got dodgeballs up here. I got like pennies. You got pennies. Yeah, I'm in the gar- I'm in the garage, man. You gotta have a mesh shirt. Those mesh shirts. The pennies. <laughs> oh, that's what they're called. <laughs> the yeah, the pennies. <laughs> the mesh shirts and the jump ropes. <laughs> Those plastic jump ropes. Here's a question: Do you think we're from different backgrounds, with different areas, whatever, et cetera, et cetera? Do you think they still make those gym teachers? Because the person I'm describing, they could be white, black, whatever. We had that gym teacher. I don't think they make those type of people anymore. Dude, ours used, ours used to so. smoke cigarettes. My gym teacher, growing up in elementary school, smoked cigarettes during gym class. See what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't care where you grew up, who, who, like demographic. Those gym teachers were different, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, Mister Blaha never left the coaching shorts. Wait, time like about, the short, what, like the wait, short what, coaching shorts. Oh, his name was Mister Blaha. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. <laughs> yeah. We had this amazing gym teacher named Miss Miss Mass. And the reason why we knew it was Miss, she would correct you. Miss Miss Mass. And Miss Miss Mass would always get in fights with Miss Free. And we, as, as the years, we're literally, this is the 80s. So we don't know Miss Miss Mass was free. They're fighting. It wasn't until like 30 years later we realized they were married. Miss Miss oh, Mass were dating. We never <laughs> So some days they would get into it. They would drive together. We're, we're in third grade. We don't know. And she had she had the Lucy yeah. cut, Lucy um from Peanuts haircut. Like she was she was blazing trails. A white teacher in all black uh, elementary school. Miss Miss Mass. Just getting into some domestic disturbances in front of the kids. Yeah, or no? <laughs> What's that? Are we drinking beer yet? Is that we're, we're about to? We're about yeah. to drink beer, but you can start. Oh yeah, we are, bro. Uh, so yeah, no, they do not make gym teachers the way they used to anymore. As a guy that spends a lot of time in schools, they do not make gym teachers like that anymore. That's an astute observation, Ricky. Thank you. That's what I uh, <laughs> get paid to do. <laughs> Love it. So we're going to start before we get into talking a little bit about sports and life and all that stuff. We're going to talk. We're going to start with our garage beers of the week. It's our favorite segment we do every week. And basically, Ricky, you're our guest of honor, so we're going to let you lead it off. And all we do is basically talk about what our drink is this evening, give it a little review and just a little description, and then we pass it on. Okay, so my uh, beer choice, people know me, know me, uh, I'm not a beer drinker, but I fell in love with this beer when I went to Tulum uh, about a month and a half ago. Machine Gun Kelly's manager, when name dropped, got married to my assistant. I actually introduced them. I introduced introduced a couple that was getting married in Tulum, and I fell in love with this uh, special blended beer. uh, beer. It's called Altos. Um, it is a uh, <laughs> go right here. Go right here. Uh, hold on. All right. Yes. Hell that yeah. Is, Hell yeah. That is a pure uh, straight agave uh, tequila beer. It's a good beer. I wouldn't drink more than one. 16 ounces is probably way too much. Um, but yeah, that's my beer for the week. Thank you, guys. That's a, that's a yeah, West Coast Blanco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not an easy yeah. drinker that is not that is not one you crack open about 12 of on a warm summer day or else oh. well we got problems <laughs> fair enough shout out to uh, baker mayfield oh well we'll get into that well, uh, I mean, I, like a six pack i didn't i, I wasn't never mind. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a hard, <laughs> it's a hard name to say right now, Ricky. It's a hard, it's a hard topic right now. <laughs> uh, all right. So Ricky's got the, uh, to the beer slash not tequila. Uh, Chad, throw it over to you in the garage. What are you drinking tonight? Yeah, uh, I'm going with a repeater. It's the uh, it's the uh, Tony's Tavern from Tony's Tavern uh, down there in OU. Uh, Brew Kettle collabed on it uh, with some brewery down in Cincinnati. It's a hot nut shot, but it's a hot oh, nut yeah. imperial stout. And it's 11.5%, and I'm already fucked up, guys. <laughs> oh, so here we are. Let's get this thing going. All right. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to tell you the last, Ricky, I don't want to tell you the last thing that happened. I don't want to tell you the last thing that happened the last time, uh, Chad was taking hot nut shots on this podcast. Oh my God, (laughs) man. You guys, you guys have made my day. It's crazy. Cause I actually, uh, I didn't tell you about this. I lost my mom yesterday. No. Uh, At Target. I couldn't find it. You suck. You suck. And then I'm like, mama, where you at? Mama. (laughs) Unbelievable. You had me. I I was so invested in your story with your mom and vacuuming. Can, can I? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That so you, you had me. You had me there. Can, can I be real with you, Mike? Can I call yeah. you Michael? Mike? You, whatever you want. Mike, you really Mike. Think I was, was going to be breaking news on this podcast. That's gonna no. actually, it's going to actually air tomorrow. I was going to give you news. <laughs> hold on to oh, all right. <laughs> no, I did not think you were going to do that. You thought I was going to just be like, hmm, let me just. Hey, guys, breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my mom yesterday. <laughs> no. Come on. At you target. No. <laughs> I'm I'm gullible, man. I'm gullible and I fell for it. And I was so invested in her well, vacuuming you know your place. You it on the right. You 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 side you went to the right side. Imagine if you were like, ah oh, man. You're right. Whatever. RIP, I guess. <laughs> uh all right. Sorry, sorry. I'm sure you guys have a better structure system than this, but no. sorry. No, we and actually we prefer to get out of our structure system, so we appreciate that. Dude, uh, you're drinking a West Coast Blanco. I got an 11 percent beer. Let's go to the Looney Bin together, Ricky. <laughs> Fuck it. Hey man, your club in 35 minutes. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Nope, 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 nope. My wife listens to this one time. Uh, Damn so it, we're not doing that. Uh, anyways, we're bringing it over to me, and I am going out to Illyria to Unplugged Brewing Company, and I have got the Buckeye Peanut Butter and Cocoa Porter. Oh, wow. It's pretty cool. It's, Joe's been to this place. I still haven't been out there. Uh, yeah. But it is a, uh, apparently it's a cool place, and this beer is delicious. So it's a pretty new brewery out there in Elyria uh, called Unplugged, and it's a good beer. So it's just a nice peanut butter. Love beer. Like this is your, you love beer? I'm a beer guy. I would love for you once the world opens up or wherever you feel about a Marion or the panoramic or whatever we're going through. Uh, <laughs> I, I would love for you guys after you guys go through the Panera, the pan pizza, the, the projections. Um, I don't know anything about beer. I never learned beer. I never learned anything about beer. Um, I feel too uh, old to, to go into a bar and be like, Hey man, like, and they're like, Hey, hurry it up. Um, so I would love for you guys to like walk me through Beer, um, definitely not the eleven percent. I see he's burping right now. <laughs> 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 yes. He would be your guy. Mike would be your guy. <laughs> Chad's over here visually burping on his velvet couch in his garage. Stick with my uh, Mexican beer, but no, I, I need to. I want to learn. I want to learn more and the hoppy and this and that. I know the terms, but I, I I'm intimidated. 
um, when I try to when I try to ask my friends about beer. So that's well, something listen, to look for through the uh, are, Pan- Panasonic. I will uh, <laughs> the 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 panoramic, and then it'll move on to the the Russian roulette, and then we yeah. should be out of it from there. Uh, but yeah, we are happy to do that. Uh, okay. Or at the very least, just go have a couple beers with Ricky Smith because how could you not want to do that? How could you not want to do that? Uh, I'll give you a lot of reasons, but um, yeah. all right, let's get on the list. I'm sure you got some stuff to. So, Ricky, your good news is you're uh, literally my first thing I was bringing up was your saga with your mom cleaning your place. Yes. Because I don't know if you know how relatable that was, but I was reading that going the vacuum story and your mom cleaning your place and you are like hiding in a closet somewhere. How did you make it through? You have a good mom, right? Like if you have a good mom, mom, you know, moms are transitioning to not knowing how to be not moms. If that makes sense. That's all they know is being mom that are with this age was like embarrassing, but I kind of, and it's going to sound messed up, but I kind of lean back into letting my mom do things for me. Like I just know, no matter how much I clean up, no matter how many I watch my clothes and my dishes, my mom's been like, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. Your marriage is a little different. I'm single. Um, so my mom's like, I want to come clean your place. And because of COVID and stuff and my office, I, I, um, my, my place is almost like an office as well. So I'm like, mom, you know, no, no, no. Two years, two years, two years. So you know what, mom? Cool. And you know, when somebody's cleaning your place, you have to do the pre-clean. So in my mind, <laughs> I, yeah, you... I don't care who's cleaning. You got to clean up a little bit before it's time to clean. So I clean my place up. And then my mom and dad, my dad comes. My dad's a sports guy. Doesn't talk much. He's puts on ESPN. He's fine. I get him a Polish boy from somewhere. He's cool. My mom just starts going to town. Like, I needed help with, like, one thing. My mom's, like, fucking up. I didn't know you could. T- I'm not even making this up. I didn't know you could take a toaster oven apart to clean it. Like, the shells actually come out. The, the oh, yeah. Heat. Yeah, I didn't know that. My yeah, good luck putting it back together, though. That's the yeah, issue. Yeah, exactly. 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 So my mom's doing all this. And she was only going to do one hour. And it's literally four and a half hours later. And as a good son, as a good person, you want to, you, you just want to act like you're cleaning with them. But I'm delusional at this point. Like, I'm like, you know, mind you, this was Monday. And you know what happened on Sunday night? That, that, the, the, um, the, the, the Raiders game. Yes. So, I wanted to talk about that. Yes. Yeah, so you, you, and there's one thing that TV in the background, but we're in tune. It goes to overtime. You know, we had a long day. So, I had I had to hide from my mom. I lived in the bathroom. Here's the thing I learned: you can never they can never call you a liar if you have bubble guts. They can't. No one's gonna ever make you leave the bathroom. I don't care where you. <laughs> you start like this, my stomach hurts. You put that seat in the hay. You can't go straight to the hay. I got diarrhea. When you first see it, oh, you know what? Ah, I got a sharp pain. Maybe I need some ginger ale. Ooh, ah, I don't know. Maybe it's something I ate. Did you have the 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 pistachio ice cream? Oh, I I gotta go. I'll be right back. You go. You go one time. You come right back out. Like, ah, I don't know why my stomach hurts. You're planting the seed. And that next one, you got at least 20, 30, 40 minutes. In the meantime, you're in there just kind of, you got a candle oh, going. You got a candle going. You got like cucumbers on your eyes. Got your phone out. Just catching up on the world. Yeah. Oh, I know. Obama book. You got the Obama book. I love it. Um, but yeah, so I had to hide from her. But she, you know. I, hey. You gotta love you gotta love a mom that wants to come help out. That's 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 the yeah. truth, though. That uh, is a- the other thing. Speaking of bubble guts, glad you brought <laughs> that up. Glad you brought that up. Yeah, you just spent a little time in Detroit. Detroit hung out up in Detroit, which just can be a good time. I got to see uh, Parkson. He tells all of Cleveland hello. Oh, who does? 
Jordan, we played against the Utah Jazz. Yeah. Or Detroit Utah Jazz. So he was there. He loves Cleveland. Loves Cleveland. So yeah. he literally said they would up talk to him after the game. Um, Detroit's an interesting place. It's like yeah. if hell had a VIP area. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, listen. High inversion of hell. Like you're there, but you, you, you're making by. You're doing okay, but you, you're not reminded you're still in hell. Like, <laughs> Hey, listen, I saw your tweet. You said you had to go for some cataracts. So you just went for some weed and some White Castle, didn't oh, you? you have no I've, seen, <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Bernie Mac. I've seen Friday, Ricky. You, you know what's funny? You know what's funny about social media? People, in the way the world, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I was a nerd. I was a nerd to the weed heads. I never bought it when it's illegal. Like, that's not my thing, whatever. But now with COVID, I, I suffer anxiety like everybody else, whatever. Yeah. Pop an edible. And I'm like, Wow. And as a drinker, clearly, <laughs> I, I'm the biggest endorsement of marijuana. It's like it's, it mellows you out, keeps you cool, calm. You don't get belligerent. You're not burping on the couch. Not, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but no political. I'm not talking politics. I, I, I have said this. I think it's sad that I have to drive to Detroit to go bring something down that, that just helps me out. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. Right. Yeah, it's all right. weird. The whole thing is weird. I got but a I, rental car hotel. Like, but to your point, I had white castle and I don't do bathroom jokes. There's one thing about me. I just don't do bathroom jokes. I don't do gross stuff. And here I am doing another one. Um, it wasn't bad. So I have a strong stomach. I hate when people, you can write like head Taco Bell like emoji. Like maybe your stomach is weak. When the slime right. zoom, like relax. So I'm cool. I have a strong stomach. We're good. Two of my buddies from Cleveland, we ride back. First thing you know, the dude just opens up the window. We're like, what? Oh! No! Oh, <laughs> shit. But at the same time, oh, we're having a symphony. <laughs> oh, damn. It was, and it was so bad. It's like, you can smell your own, but imagine you got two more. So you're, nah. you, you can't. Yeah. You can't Give it as much as you're taking it. And it's just, it was bad. Man, you, y'all are just going nine innings with it. You're just going oh, nine innings. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was so bad. It was so bad, man. That, like, literally, when I returned to rental, I apologized. <laughs> I was trying to beat the air out of the seats. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> just wait till you get that cleaning bill. Wait till that cleaning bill comes through. Um, but no, why can't? And I, I don't know why somebody tweeted we're in a desert in Cleveland, but it's just a bit cheap reminding of you just this. It's something different. I love White Castle, but you posted that picture of like the remnants of your White Castle. And I was like, oh, shit, I hope Ricky's going to be here on the podcast Wednesday night. Cause... I'm here. I'm, I'm actually doing this interview right in my bathroom. We can see. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at nice in there. That looks right. real nice. See, that's why you can oh, hang out Watch what I do. Watch what I do. Hold up. Hold up. Hey, Google, turn the bathroom light red. Oh. Wait for it. Oh, oh yes. let's go. Dang. <laughs> hey, Google, turn all the lights blue. And <laughs> look at that. Look at that. That's. Some people playing checkers. I'm playing chess. Yeah, we don't we don't get we don't get that sexy on the Garage Beers podcast, Ricky. We don't we don't yeah. get well, that sexy. The blue lights. Hey, ooh, look out. You get a lot of yeah. middle aged black women. <laughs> hey, is that hey, the, is that hey, the hey, thing? Is that... <laughs> 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 That's a 
That should be a slogan hey, for the light company. Hey, 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 hey Mouse, put I, my I, crumbs down. I've listened. I'm not going to say I listen to all. I've listened to a lot of your uh, podcasts. This is not how they go. Like, how about we just, we're not middle of an island here. Where, what do we? That's what we do. We do oh, have topics. You've been more structured than this. Yeah, but you're not the biggest structured guy, I don't think. And I feel like we're just here to have a good time. So we've got topics, man. Uh, uh, university school? I'm sorry, say that again. Have you heard of university school? Private I have. School? Oh, I yeah. Have. I went there. Oh, yeah. Structured. Well, listen, oh, we did. yeah. I, I, I want to let you be. I want you. I told you before we came on, I want you to be kind of a third host on here. So I want you to be driving the bus with us. Which one am I? Which BG are you? Yeah. Oh, man. Hmm. You're the one. You're the one with the high part, the high start, the, the high part in the song. Look at them. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I was going to say. The guy on my left. <laughs> so, you know, I have a record player. I'm you guys my only two albums I have, which does not fit my mode. I have this. I have this. Oh, well. Oh, perfect. So how long have you had the record perfect. player? I've had it for a year and a half. So you're going to turn into one of those. Album. Are you going to turn into one of those like, vinyl guys? Look on rap, man. That Mariah Carey album doesn't even look unwrapped. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> that isn't unwrapped. All right. So you want some structure. Let's get into some structure. Uh, one of the reasons we're very excited to have you on, besides all the laughs we're going to have, is you are a sports fanatic. Uh, it's, it's what makes you, your versatility online makes you one of the great follows in that you talk about the stuff you're doing, but you also are a great sports follow and you're a huge sports fan. And so this would be the time we would wrap up the Browns season. We haven't had a chance to do it. The Browns defeated the Bengals, uh, to at least go out with a win on Sunday. Not that it mattered, but listen to not see 10 wins in the loss column again was kind of nice. Uh, and it's a, the Browns are a 500 football team and that's basically the, the best slash worst thing you could say about him. Uh, Chad, one of the things that you said that I really liked was this felt like such a bad year, right? This felt like a terrible year for the Browns because the expectations. But we're at a place, if you want to bring a little positivity to the world around the Browns, we're at a place now where 500 football feels terrible. And that says something about where we have come and, and hopefully where we're going with the organization, right? Uh, are you still feeling that way, Chad, uh, uh, several days later? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, how, how could you not after so many years of just suckage, you know, like, like, uh, I mean, when seven and nine, uh, you know, eight, eight and nine or, you know, seven and 10, whatever 500 is going to be from now on, uh, that's, that's what this organization has built. You know, uh, you know, how bad was this offense this year? And they still somehow managed eight wins. So yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, why not put a positive spin on this? Cause it's so much better. Than, hey, Chad. Than, than, than the last 20 years. What's that, man? So let me just get this right. <laughs> yeah. You said we've been getting the girl's phone number. Right. And now, no, now we're actually kissing her on the cheek. <laughs> it's amazing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the first time you have sex, man. It's like you, you only hear about like how good it is. But like until you actually do it. <laughs> Wait, like the first or like the first, like after 10? My first, I, I don't even know if I call it that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe yeah, maybe a couple times after your first. Okay. Maybe a couple times after your first. My yeah, God. You, you survived your first. Uh, I don't know if I did. <laughs> and he's back. I went to all boys boy schools my whole life. And then I went to the only all-male college in the world. 
So needless to say, from Morehouse, which is all male. So needless to say, I didn't know anything about women. Um, and I'll give you one more. This is breaking news. The way I switched schools from public school to private school, I missed I miss sex ed. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So, oh, shit. A little plug and play. A little, little thrown in the fire, pun intended. Yeah, um, right. There's Ricky, 26 years old. Hey, guys, let's go have a tequila and talk about the birds and the bees. How do you, <laughs> I still don't know how to get the bra strap. That should just, Oh, it's a, oh, the one handed thing. You just yeah. snap your fingers. You just snap. No. Wait, what? You just snap yeah. your fingers. That's, that's that's what you do. You snap. You snap it. You grab a hole and just. Come on. Let's go, so Ricky. Is that what he means? Snap your fingers. You scared? You can do it all by yourself. Oh, yeah. Do it all yeah, by yourself. Bro, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. Chad, you just do it. Yeah. Did you yeah, grow up? I got rhythm. Uh, us? what's that? <laughs> yeah, man. I got old Brooklyn, man. Old Brooklyn. I grew up right down the street from Rhodes. Where Brooklyn at? <laughs> like, oh, that Brooklyn. It's like, I got to Brooklyn. New York. Brooklyn, got, New yeah, York. Guy, he's like, oh, yeah, because I know you from the Ville. And that means, like, Glenville. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the Ville. Strong, Yeah, you mean Strongsville. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. <laughs> um, No, but you know what? Chad, I think you're right. And I'm I'm the person you're speaking to. Um, I am the guy. I had him going 13 and four, you know, 14 and three. I thought, I thought, and I still think at every position, we only had one question mark. Um, I, I never liked our linebackers, but I don't like, I never liked the whole yeah. uh, four, two, whatever that new stuff is. I'm still old school, three, four, four, three. Right. But then the linebackers, were, and I, mm-hmm. I know Joker and those guys are small and the Taki Taki never was sold on and Mac, whatever. I thought, but other than that, we had DBs, on paper, we had the line on paper, offensive line, but one of the best in the league, wide receivers best in the league. We got best running backs. And I, I thought I thought that alone, looking at the schedule, I, I had us losing some obvious games to Chiefs. At the time, I had them lose it to, you know, Green Bay, yeah. some stuff like that. But I had a realistic four, 13 and four. I had us 12 and five, if it whatever. And you're right. My question mark was our question mark, which, by the way, I'm speaking to the world because I know millions of people watch this and eight, five, 5.5 billion uh, viewers. Um, Correct. Absolutely. People get it wrong all the time. I know you guys are sports fans. You'll get this. I'm, I've been, always been critical of Baker. I, I, I hate that I'm right, but I don't want to be right. Like, I'm the type of guy. We're from Cleveland. If you're my guy. You're my guy. If you want right. going to work, I think sometimes people, uh, you know, those crazy, you know, Browns fans or whatever, think that if you're critical of somebody that you don't want the best for them. I, I made a I made an right. analogy. I'm Alana said, my mom makes terrible spaghetti. Is runny. Why do you hate your mom? You hate your mom? <laughs> this is, you know what it is? It's one of those that, that commercial where the phone goes off wrong. I hate my mom. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. She has bad spaghetti. I love her. I want I want the best for her. It doesn't mean just because I'm critical of this, but I don't think people don't get it. Even people that are critical of Baker or love Baker, it's still that sweet spot. We just want to win. So I do think you're speaking to me. Even when you said what you said just now, my first reaction was, oh, that's, you know, that's normalcy. But then, like you said, it's not, it's not terrible. My only thing is we're forced to believe, and I, I know the local media does it, and probably national, we're forced to believe, and I don't, I'm not a media basher, but um, we're forced to believe that our window is short. We're forced to believe that Miles Garrett is year five, when year six, he needs to hurry up. We're forced to believe that the window's closing with Joe Burrow, and, I, and I'm one of those. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Burrow fan. I'm a huge 
Um, I'm a football fan, so I know it sounds unconventional. I respect the Steelers. Got friends in the Bengals. You know, Ravens, I love Lamar. So I respect that. I know the division's only going to get tougher, but... Um, so thank you. And I mean that for real, because I am one of those guys where I just turn the TV off after whatever. And I'm like, I'm not... Whatever. I need Barry to figure out what's going on with Baker. Hopefully, you know, he's healthy. It, it, for me, the bigger issue wasn't Baker's play or Stefanski. It was who's running... Who's making the decisions? If yeah. Baker telling his coach I can play, that's alarming, right? And that's how yeah. Baker's making the scene. Surprise me, scene. If Baker's truly hurt, if Stefanski feels that way and he's running plays and he has to adjust this or that, it's up to Stefanski to say, you know what? Let me sit you down. We've seen it many times in the NFL where the starting quarterback can get sat, and next week he's a starter. No controversy. I wonder. They, you know, they do all the time. I want a little switch up. I want to see what um, uh, uh, Casey could do. I want to just see whatever. We never heard none of that. So we're getting Baker's hurt, but he's tough, tough, tough. I don't really care if he's tough. You could be right. tough. And, yeah, you could be tough and whatever. I want to win. So right. that was like, was is, 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 is Casey that bad? We're paying him, I believe, one of the highest paid backups in all of NFL. He looked decent in the games he came in. We needed, you know, we needed a game manager. We got Chubb. We got whatever. So for me, it's just like, it's just frustrating that end because it's like moving forward, you know, Freddie Kitchens and Baker loved each other and they bumped heads. It's like, it's just where 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 are we going? What are we building on? And it's, it just seems like um, if we could figure that out. But I, I feel like the reason why we all feel like doom and gloom, Chad, to answer you because it doesn't feel like we're going up. We just feel like we're right. just we're just we don't get sure. any. Yeah, we don't get any whatever. And that, that's where it is. So it's like, man, like we to me, and I could be wrong. I, I'm I'm I'll be tell you I like OBJ um, as a person. Um, mm-hmm. But going to season, we were told we had the best receiving core in the NFL, right? Or one of the best. Right. We right. we lose one guy who wasn't productive. This is not to you guys. The, the, the world says we lost one guy who wasn't productive, and now we have the worst. Right. right. I've yeah. seen Aaron Rodgers do amazing things with less. I've seen to me, you know, sports. Um, good right. people can do, can make the. You know, how many guys did, did, did LeBron get paid? <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah it's, by no means by no means am I saying we should be satisfied with eight and nine, but I guess my like guess my spin on it was like with as much talent as we have on this roster, if eight and nine is as bad as it gets, like compared to what we've what we've had, like you know, yeah, I, yeah, I'll take it. But we definitely shouldn't be satisfied with eight and nine. And I wanted to touch on something you talked about, Ricky. Uh, you know, it's everybody's, you know, the, you, everybody thinks our window is short. Like we gotta go now, we gotta go now. Don't you think that's like a kind of like a byproduct of how the league is nowadays. Cause the league, the league, the league nowadays is, you know, is so much. What have you done for me lately? Like the years of yeah. letting a coach develop, letting a quarterback you know, develop are over. Funny. As we're saying that, as we're saying that, I just realized that's not even true because how long <laughs> has the Patriots been on top? How long had the Colts been on top? Sure. You know, how long? I mean, it goes back to quarterback play. I mean, Kansas city has been there how many times? So, right. You're right. You're right. I mean, you have the flash in the pants, Atlanta, but I mean, Mahomes is how many years in the league? And it's funny because I even do it. I'm, you think of Mahomes as like new still because we have the Rodgers and the and the Roethlisberger's, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, you're right. It, it takes time and it, you got to hit lightning in the bottle. And that's why I think it's frustrating because even the person is even, I even think even Baker himself has to be second guessing like, well, the it's, chip it's, on the, yeah, sure. Ooh, and it worked, but. <laughs> We're ready now. Like, and for me, it's, it's, for me, it's, it's like, I find myself stuck in the middle because just like you said, Ricky, 
It's the same thing. I use myself as an example. I look at myself in the mirror in the morning. I go, man, I got a beer gut. I look like I got like the dad bod going on. I should probably do something about this. It doesn't mean I hate myself. Like criticizing myself. That's how we make ourselves better. We criticize ourselves. We find out where we think we should be better and we get better. So when we talk about criticisms of Baker, it's this crazy place we're in right now where it's like, man, you say one thing about Baker and and you get the the room just splits like the like Moses part in the sea. You got all the people screaming at you that how could you say anything bad about Baker? And you got all the people over here screaming that Baker sucks. And the truth really is more nuanced. There's it's okay to say the dude was hurt. And he was hurt. And it's okay to say that. It's okay to say that that caused some deficiencies in his play. Uh, there's also questions, though. Why was your footwork so bad pretty much the whole time you've been in the league? You've had footwork problems. Why have you refused, as the quarterback, two years in a row now, you've refused to work with, like, a quote-unquote quarterback guru in the offseason because you didn't need it? Why have you done that? You know what yeah. I mean? So there's questions as, where's his motivation to get better but at the same time, it's okay to back up and be like, listen, would Baker have played as poorly as he did this year had he not torn his labrum and hurt his leg and hurt his other leg and had these injuries? No, he probably probably would have been better. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I'm with you, but that doesn't help us have to do it one more year, like wait another year. It's like what, what happens? I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's a slippery slope. Like I said, at the end of the day, He's doing the best he can. We don't know. Like, it's it's been up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down. And my only thing is, he doesn't, I don't think he knows he doesn't have to be great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great yeah, that's point. True. That is a great, great. That is a great point. And I know you've been great everywhere you've been. And you've been the savior. You got the chip on your shoulder. Like, you don't get a chip on your shoulder to be average. I get it. Like, you're not like, yeah, I'm handing the ball off. But Woo! <laughs> yeah, we got a squad. <laughs> we got a squad. Like, our defense was good enough. I, I, don't quote me. Uh, it was like we had... So many points under 16 points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The defense but, was phenomenal. After, yeah. that, after that Chargers game or, or even the Cardinals game, I guess the defense was phenomenal all the whole rest of the season. You don't have to be great, but I don't know, man. It's, it's hard telling somebody, again, that that's who they are, that make up the DNA, the chip on the shoulder. and da, da, But it's one thing to have a chip on your shoulder. It's one thing to have guys running just as fast as you. There's 340 pounds coming well, we after can be, you. We could be like, I don't know about you, Ricky. Uh, Chad. You've talked about it a lot. We could be done with the chip. This whole chip on the shoulder thing can be gone. Oh, I hate it. Forget your chip on. Forget your chip on your shoulder. Right. I cares. And if it takes that for you to be good, then you're not that good. Or Mike and Chad, I give you one more. You don't have to say it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're now finding out these stories we kind of knew generally, but not specifically about Jordan. He made chips on his shoulder. He didn't go out and be like, I got a chip on my shoulder, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You guys see that? You see that? Yeah. And that's my thing. I I told my dad when he first got drafted, I said, and this wasn't even football. This wasn't even football. I said, uh, I don't like cocky quarterbacks. He goes, what do you mean? I go, Cocky quarterbacks don't work. He goes, what about wide receivers? I go, yeah. I go, yeah. Like, that's a different position. Defensive backs. I go, and I could be wrong now, and I'm, I'm going off the cuff because I have some tequila. I go, I can't name 
any cocky quarterbacks that has worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any offhand. I can't think of any offhand. Tom Brady's talk smack now, but it's like, even then, he's still humble to a flaw. Like, Aaron Rodgers will give you a little bit of razzle-dazzle, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking every other quarterback is like, Joe Burrow, he's doing it in the locker room. Like, you can tell he has it, but he's not publicly, it's my team and I'm this. Even Let's be honest. Like, mind you, I'm, I'm drifting here. We're going to come back. Remember, that was Kyrie's real issue with LeBron. When LeBron would talk to those guys like kids, it's my right. team, I do what's best for my team, and I... Like, bro, you're talking to grown men. So that that aspect I'm saying, like, the chip on the shoulder and I'm the toughest and, like, what, what is it, Mary Kay, or retweeting? Like, bro, like, a quarterback, you, you, you – I forgot who said it. I want to steal it. It was somebody from his that you take the, the the attitude of the quarterback a lot of times. The, the quarter, the personality of the quarterback, Derek Carr, uh, Raiders, cools, you take on that personality. Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's you're in the huddle. It seems like he's yeah. the most uncalm person. Landry's calm. <laughs> Nick Chubb doesn't talk. <laughs> right, right. Garrett likes dinosaurs. Like uh, Joker's calm. Like we all. Everybody else is just even old. Even old BJ when he was here. Yes. Nothing. Level. Yeah. Level. Nothing. Yeah, he's it's, going it's, to. He's, Twitter, his wife, like just bro, you're a quarterback. You you have a, a great position. You're like you're here, here's my thing, and I'll, and I'll let you, I gotta go. Sorry, I just put that on you. That's what celebrities do. I don't. I just say that in case I have to leave. Um, okay. <laughs> you're doing. Boy, you're, look at the time. You are the starting quarterback of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah. Like you are in the lead of life. Like not just in the NFL. You have a historic franchise, the biggest backers. In the world, we we love you, Baker. You are in the lead. Chip, go on. Let's let's. Hey guys, I want to do what's best for my team. If it's me being hurt and I have to sit down, I'll sit down. Whatever you guys think, I just want to win. Thank you guys. I, I hear the yeah. criticism. I haven't been this rusty my entire career. I'm gonna work hard to make it happen. Yeah, nobody gives a shit about the chip when you're when, when without the results. <laughs> like, but that's we, it. We, it's it's that simple. Chad, Chad, to your point, we'll take you bad. We will take I you. Know. Bad. I know. Oh, I was selling. Get up. Oh. It's simple, though. That's simple. That's simple. Hey, and, come in. Come in. I can't go. Come in. Come in. And that's the thing that drives you crazy, though, is, is when he comes out and talks like, oh, we, we're not going to listen to the noise. We're not going to listen to that or that. And then he's tweeting. You can't say that and then be over here doing yeah, my, this. My dad, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a 21-year-old wide receiver on the team. Who am I taking after? Yeah. Your quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. He, he's tweeting like that. Well, okay. That's what we. Right. So uh, the Baker conversation is, I don't know where it's going to go. And nobody knows where it's going to go. He's under contract for next year. They are adamant that he is their quarterback for next year. Much like the Cardinals were adamant that Josh, Josh Rosen was say, their quarterback. They're adamant that we gave him a deal. Yeah. They are they are adamant, but nobody knows what's going to happen. And I feel like if a deal pops up for somebody, they'd listen. I just don't know who the oh. deal is. You're not going to sell me that you're going to bring Ryan Fitzpatrick here and everything's going to be fine. You're not going to sell me that you're going to bring like Marcus Mariota here and things are good. You want to talk to me about? You want to talk to me about like? I didn't know you were going this. Way. <laughs> <laughs> Russell Wilson, yeah. He said, he said, 
But that's what people are doing. That's what people are doing. Everything I said about Baker, if Fitzpatrick's in play, we want you back, Big Show. That's what people are doing, though. Come on back. Those chips. People are screaming for these guys, and I'm like, I don't want that. You you can talk to me about Russell Wilson. We can have that conversation. Yeah. But don't talk to me. I don't want – I'm not going to move on from Baker just to do it. What do you think about Matt Ryan? I like Matt Ryan. People don't like him. Mm, I do. I like Matt Ryan. Like I guess. Wait, I like Mike. Wait, I like Mike be quiet. I like Mike Ryan. I, <laughs> I, 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 if it was if it was Matt Ryan five years ago, I'd take him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's. I guess that's my issue with Matt Ryan is I think that'd probably be a fairly la- like a healthy Baker and Matt Ryan. Probably, what's the big difference there? And Matt Ryan Baker has maybe somewhere to grow, and Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan. But he went to the Super Bowl. How long did it take him? Yeah. I mean, he's in the league for a long time before he went to the Super Bowl. 28 to 3. Oh, yikes. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. On, away from Baker, because it, it, it's going to be the thing that gets yeah. talked about ad nauseum, and it's going to be hard to just stick with that conversation when none of us have any idea what's going to go on. Uh, let's, yeah. talk about, let's talk about maybe my favorite story of the offseason so far. I was doing the dirty bird in the basement, by the way. Like a 28 to 3. A I was literally, yeah. <laughs> He yeah, definitely was too. Did he bro? He's from Brooklyn. He's from Brooklyn. Jamal Anderson from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. <laughs> what? 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 Bit off road. <laughs> Yikes! I I want to talk about my favorite story so far in the off season, and it's been the love fest between Baker Mayfield and, and Jadeveon Clowney. So again, Miles Paul, Garrett. Or uh, yeah, Miles well, Garrett, well, Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. See, I can't even get his freaking name off my tongue. Uh, uh, Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian's talking about how much he loved it in Cleveland, how he wants to come back, which is a bit of a change from him. Uh, he yeah. hasn't done that in most of the places he's been. Yeah. And Miles talked about how important he was, and Jadavian was great. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we're at a point now, guys, where I, I think it's important for the Browns to really put an effort forward getting Jadavian Clowney back in Cleveland. No, I agree. I agree. That's, and that's one of the things when I said, like, a waste of year. Back to Baker. No, I'm joking. I, I sat <laughs> no. down. Everything go back to Baker. Today, you got some Baker chips. <laughs> I think, but I think I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. I'm going to use, use leave Baker out. I think Clowney finally realized it's okay for him to be who he is. Remember, he came out. He's supposed to be, you know, Lawrence Taylor. Remember that, that one play where he jumped over the guy? Like, he was. That guy, remember, he was one of the first guys to set out a bowl game, all that stuff. Like, he was – and I think he finally realized, okay, I could be number two and still be great, still be effective. You know, that I'm going to find my way. It's not about the money. I want to go to the best teams. So I can show my ability. He's hurt a lot. Like, it is what it is. But I think – and Miles on, on the other side is Miles. Like, I got a guy who can go right then and then. You know, when are you going to get a number one type of guy that could, is, is going to play number two, but he's a one. So, you, you know, they help both of them out. So – I understand it. Like, I thought that was going to be a great mix. The only thing, really, we probably all thought was, you know, whether or not Clowney would be healthy. Um, but, no, I love it. Like, I want him back. Um, you know, Emmanuel Agba was a good, great friend of mine who's down with the, the Dolphins. But you got one or two, and then sometimes they put him at the two and then the four, and they come on the same side. You do so many creative things. So, um, I was a little disappointed at D-tackles this year. Um just because I thought, you know, again, I'm going to be biased. Larry Obajobi is a good friend of mine, still a good friend. Um, I, I thought 
if we're going to upgrade, you got to go upgrade. But he, he's playing his behind. I remember everyone thought Cincinnati's defense was going to be terrible. And uh, those guys are balling. So, um, but yeah, I like our defense, man. Like, uh, you know, I think those two guys together, it, it, it just helps you when you can rush with four. You can do so many things, you know, with our line, with our, with our, with our backs, our D backs. We had a lot of injuries in the, in the, in the backfield, defensive backfield this year. So we didn't get to see the whole um, intricacies, but those guys playing, man, the third, fourth, fifth guys stepping up, like who knew? I mean, we talked, that's the one thing that, that we lost in all of this because talking about uh, Baker and the issues there, or even good or bad that we never, we never get a defense their credit. Yeah, no, I mean, like, again, they they just evolved from about that Chargers game on, and you know, yeah. we we everybody wanted to, you know, everybody wanted to fire Joe Woods, Ricky, the you know, first five six weeks of the season when nope. nobody realized that it, it, it was it was it was there was a lot of new faces that were going to have to adapt to this scheme, and you, you know, it, uh, we talked about the the impatience. Well, we gave them patience this year, and yeah. the defense really showed what yeah. they can do, and you know, and. I forget. Well, it was either Mike or you said it, Ricky. But uh, Miles really helped Jadavion. Just, that, just that be was, him. That, that was me, <laughs> Ricky. You get the credit. Fuck you, Mike. Ricky, you get the credit. Fair, uh, <laughs> fair. fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it 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 just allowed Jadavion to be him. And I mean, how many how many how many TFLs did he have this year? A lot. Uh, <laughs> getting into the backfield. He was never a big sack guy, but. He he was yeah. he was just known as no. a disruptor, and that's what he did. They're moving, and you just you want that. I mean, we we're old school Browns fans, so we know like any given even even given play, somebody could be coming in for a sack, whether it's Clay Matthews or just whoever it was. We had playmakers at every position, and and a defensive coordinator who was Bud Carson, right? Or some of those anyway through the yeah. years, but ways to, to, to do schemes and move things around and stuff like that. So. No, like I, I felt that. Like I said, it, it's those teams like the Rams and whatever. You don't know where they're coming from. You don't know who's hitting you. This play to hit this or that. So from that aspect, man, it was it was rocking. Like I said, I'm I'm still a more linebacker guy. My favorite players, you know, are the Lawrence Taylor. So I, I'm used to those. You know, I'm not used to these. You know, six one, one ninety eight <laughs> linebackers. Who, uh, I tell you a funny story, man. Real, real quick story. Um, I'm in a bar like uh, this summer. It's like late August, and there's a guy next to me. And uh, I'm Mr. Shots guy. I go in a bar. Everybody lets do shots. Guy by himself. Get him a shot. He goes, well, let me get you a shot. I go, no, no, no. He goes, no, it's cool. He goes, I'm new in town. Like, where, where are the restaurants? Where are the clubs? And I tell him a list of clubs. And I, what you tell for? He goes, oh, for my job. Okay, what, like, what do you do? He goes, I play for the Browns. <laughs> All it's right. Joker. It's Joker. Oh, no. Ah, uh, yeah. But he's, he's. I remember he's, seeing that picture. Photo. He's literally like, and I'm. people don't realize this. I'm 6'3". So I'm like, who's this little man? But he's by himself at the, at the bar, just having a good time in life. We exchange information, et cetera, et cetera. But to your point, to my, well, I guess it's to my point, th- those <laughs> linebackers are small these days. Like Christian Kersey, you guys know, is still really close friends of mine. He's a I mean, he, you wouldn't let me tell you this. He's a little fella to me. Like I'm used to those like monster <laughs> linebackers. Yeah. Up, like, uh, right. Nasty cowboy guy. collars, the cowboy yeah, yeah. collars on them. Neck roll. With the, <laughs> yeah, with yeah, the, like, thick, uh, the no neck. Thick pads, yeah. <laughs> The Andy Andy Katzenmoyer. Yeah, yeah. But I guess those days, I mean, I guess, you know, when you're throwing four or five wide receivers out there in empty sets, I guess you have to have a lot of DBs and have to be, you know, mobile. So I get it. The game is changing. But, um, yeah, man, those gaps just seem very exposed. There's no junior sayouts uh, anymore. Well, but you brought up you brought up a good point before, and I loved it. A lot of good points, Mike. Yeah. So well, many. I'm, I'm calling so out one points. of them. I'm calling out one of them. You – 
you talked about some of the names that stepped up on the defense. Like, we, we expected Miles Garrett to do what he did. I mean, really. Like, it's funny. Miles Garrett comes up with 15, 16 sacks, I think, finished the season. And it's not surprising. It's like, oh, yeah, Miles Garrett, 16 sacks. Cool. Yeah. We expected uh, guys to make plays. What you didn't yeah. expect, especially coming down the stretch, man, MJ Stewart? MJ Stewart was one of the best players on our defense down the stretch. Yeah. That guy was phenomenal. AJ Green? Yeah. Coming down the stretch was phenomenal. Grant Delpit, the growth that that guy Delpit. showed yeah. from the Delpit. safety he position. Healthy. He stays healthy. Yeah, you're right. But like I'm saying, we, we have a foundation which we don't get to talk about. It's so sad that, you know, and it's, I'm guilty. I, we sat in here and talked about, we didn't leave with that. Talk about the Browns defense. Yeah. Like, it's, it's understandable. But those guys are playing, man. And, and as you know, like in our division, that works. I mean, look, look, we was one win away from winning the division. <laughs> <laughs> as bad as we to the point, as bad as all this was, we were one win away. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what we talked about. That's what we Good. talked about. That's that's to Chad's point, man. That's yeah. this season felt terrible because the expectation, like you said, we did it every year since we've started, two years, I guess. We've had Cameron Justice on from Channel Five. She yeah. is awesome. And she comes on and does the schedule game with us. And we were all before the season, 12 and what, 12 and six, five, 13 five. And, or 12 and five, 13 and four. We were all let's go I'm hiding my weed. I'll be right back. Keep going. That's cool. And so because of that, it feels like it was a death. It wasn't it. There's plenty of good to look at. There's plenty of good to look at. Here's my question for both of you guys. Cause you, you know, you guys both probably have some differing ideas on this. Take six out of it. Nobody knows what's going to happen at the quarterback position. Where does this team need to be addressed? Maybe in two spots that you feel like, all right, saw a player here and a player there, and this team is where we thought it would be. Chad? Uh, wide receiver. And uh, I know Ricky's going to say linebacker because it was linebackers. So I'll just say uh, defensive lineman. Defensive lineman, interior interior defensive lineman. Yeah, I I agree with that. Uh, to me, like, and I didn't. I, I got it. Did did people's Jones drop a lot of balls? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We need we need a wide receiver then because he's built like how I like my number ones to be built. Um, yeah. even when we were the best with OBJ, take out whatever, I still felt like we didn't have. That again, I might be talking old school football, but I want that guy to just six three, just going straight, just um, yeah. So yeah, a, a wide receiver, uh, linebacker, but I don't know, man. Uh, we could have Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get tweeted at. You're gonna get tweeted at, Ricky. You're gonna get tweeted at. Unless we get, unless we're doing a lot of end of rounds. <laughs> Five. <laughs> There's going to be some tweets coming your way. There's going to be some Shit. tweets. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. And, and and there's guys that I think there's other guys that can go right. I think I've, I think I've no offense, probably a good dude. I think I've seen my last, hopefully, of Austin Hooper. There's not yeah. enough that gets done there, and he, he was the highest paid tight end in the league. When yeah, he was but you guys, need, you guys need that one white guy. You go, ooh, every team has him. 
<laughs> whether it's basketball, you guys, you guys like Z, you guys love a good chant behind a, behind a majority. I call them minority, but um, I'm sorry. Well, Baker let you down on the other side. Like, who else? Who, you mean he won? Oh, my God. Do you guys remember the game where we had to chant Baker Mayfield's name? That was like the big thing on Twitter. We had to not? chant Baker Mayfield. Hey, you got rid of the punter, so he's not down for the whites. Um, oh, damn. All right. Wyatt Teller where, is where, down. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Tell Teller. Teller. Yeah, that's it. We're, we're good there. <laughs> Everybody's watching the guard instead of Baker next year. Don't, oh, God. Oh. Come on, Wyatt. Don't where was put, that pancake? Do not put that past us, white people. We will go for that right guard. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, listen, I don't know. But uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about with the Browns, one of the yeah. one of the other crazy things that I did not see coming. There's a lot of shit we didn't see coming this year, but one of the things I did not see coming this year, we went from feeling like we had just everything we needed at the head coach last year when Kevin Stefanski was named the coach of the year and the Browns fans, I mean, like, he, all the women fell in love with him. Mm-hmm. Chad fell in love with him. And like, he's handsome. I grew a beard because of him. You grew yeah. a beard because of him. I would have, but I can't. Uh, uh, and then this year, we, we got people talking about how they, they don't know that they want Kevin Stefanski as the head coach of this team. Personally, I think those people are lunatics. I still, I still am all bought in on Kevin Stefanski. I know why he did the what he did. He played his brand of football regardless. But and isn't I don't, that, but I don't isn't mind that, that. But isn't that wrong? Isn't your job? You don't think uh, Mike Mike Tomlin and, and those guys and Belichick does it every year? And I, I know I'm talking about greats. But you don't think as a coach, you're supposed to adjust to how you want to coach and, and to your team, to, to give your team the best ability to win? So my question is, outside of a decision that I don't think was his. And we've had this discussion a lot with other people that we do a lot of stuff mm-hmm. with. I think this, this Baker Mayfield playing through injuries and stuff, that was not just a coach slash player decision. That was organizational. And there's a lot of things that point to that. Yeah. But where else, like where else should he have adjusted his place? Play calling. Um, if I'm, if I have Baker, let's run the ball. And mind you, I know we can't do like the Patriots did, but you got, to me, the, the, to me, the thing that was cool year one was he did a lot of innovators. Not not Chizinski where it was too much and not, you know, weird flea fleckers and stuff like that. But to me, it was creative. It was hunting the backfield. It was this, that, some shifts. It was a pre-snap motions. It was some bootlegs. It was whatever. To me, this year, he kind of just went bland on us. For me, I, I guess what I'm what, what's driving me crazy is I keep hearing this, right? But, like, they did run the ball. They ran the ball a ton. Nick Chubb was one of the league leaders in rushing yards. And he was one of the league leaders in carries. Nick, Nick Chubb ran the ball a ton this year. When you, Especially when you consider they're trotting Kareem Hunt out there. Right. And they're trotting uh, Dearness Johnson out there when Kareem wasn't healthy. The idea behind this team is that Nick Chubb, and, and, and I don't remember who said it. I think Batonio said it in like the exit interviews. They're not designed for Nick Chubb to be a 30 run a game guy. Right. For a lot of reasons. 
Right. Doesn't mean they're not going to run the ball a lot. They were one of the top running teams in the league this year, even though it didn't feel like it. Yeah. I that's uh Yeah. It, it doesn't feel like it then. And I know, I know, I know he was catching heat on Monday night football when 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 Peyton Manning was like, Why is Nick Chubb not in there? And I think it's defensive. Yeah, we all would have wanted to see him in there. Right. But he gave some reasons for that. You're at the end of the year and Chubb's, you know, feeling a little banged up and you you brought him off and that is what it is. But I, I do feel like I feel like the narrative on that they didn't run the ball is a false narrative because the numbers all show they ran the ball a lot. Well, who cares about facts? One thing I've learned about <laughs> good point. facts mean nothing. So you can take your facts. You sound like a certain politician. Uh, I'm trying to put my finger on it. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, uh, God, yeah. No. 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 <laughs> no. No. God. No. No. The white, white Hooper might have been enough for those. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, thank you. We can only chant that name. All right. So the Browns, it's going to be an interesting. The, the bottom line is, guys, it's going to be an interesting offseason. Uh, we are we're going to watch the playoffs. None of us saw that coming uh, before before we get off of that. And onto one other thing real quick. Uh, the Browns took one final kick to the groin. I did want to talk about it for a minute in one of the most entertaining football games I have ever watched in my entire life. The Chargers and the Raiders, as we go to the end of that game, and the only way the Pittsburgh Steelers do not make the playoffs is if the Chargers and the Raiders tie. And with two damn seconds left in overtime, the Raiders kick a field goal to win that game after the Chargers take a ridiculous timeout to give the Raiders the thought to do it. I don't. Uh, Browns aside, that's one of the. That was one of the most fun I have ever. Yeah. Fun times I've ever had watching a football game. On social media, just in general, like it was. It was fun because everyone was like, it, it seemed like even people that aren't Browns fans, it, it might have been indifferent to Pittsburgh, still wanted that tie just for that. I got to watch history. I got to watch two teams do this. Like everyone was invested, and we thought we had it. We thought we had it. The whole Charlie Brown, you know, line is moving to football. It's like, <laughs> Um, but you know, that's the fun of sports, man. And I think I tweeted something out the next day that, um, we forget at the end of the day, athletes are entertainers and they're paid to entertain us. We get wrapped up and we get emotional and this and that. And there we were, I don't care where, you know, what we were doing, uh, where we were were going on, but it was like, um, we were, we were glued. We were all glued to our TV. It was one of the weirdos as a football fan. Where were you moments? (laughs) Where were you moments? And it's funny because I have Hulu. And, they, you know, they say live sports on Hulu, but it's live delay on Hulu. Yes. So yeah. Like, yeah. He was like, I'll stay up another 20 minutes. And I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing that that night. I'm, I got Hulu, too. And I was doing it that yeah. night. Normally, when I'm watching on Hulu, I try to just kind of stay away. Like, yep. I don't tweet yep. a lot yep. during games because I'm, yeah. I'm like three minutes behind. Yeah, we're so but behind on Hulu. In that game, though, I couldn't even help it. I'm on yes. Twitter just refreshing, and I'm seeing people like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You guys are old school Twitter guys. It felt like, you know, 2000, like 12, 13, 14, when it was just like free for all. Like, <laughs> yes. Not trying to be famous, no endorsements. People were just saying how they feel. It just felt like a family. You know what I mean? It felt like yeah. we was together. 
like one divide. It was like, tie, tie, tie. Then you get, every now and you get like a funny meme or a joke. You laugh at that. And it's like, you write something. It's like, no, I can't believe it. Take the field. So those are the moments, man. It's funny enough. I, that was the, 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 the glory years of Twitter, if you will. I got discovered. I'm from the same guy to discover workaholics, like on Twitter, just not trying to be famous, not trying to be rich, just tweeting out stupid stuff. And like, those were the, the fun times of just like the wild, wild west of writing and comedy and stuff like that for a little bit. So yeah. uh, I've been blessed that Twitter and social media has been unbelievable to the kid. Yeah, unbelievable. I'm, a, I'm an influencer now. I heard that. I've, I, you're, you were rated. I'm an influencer. I, uh, I get paid. Uh, what I think is a lot of money, it's not a lot, but it's a lot of money to me just to tweet something I would have already tweeted. I dig it in trouble. If I don't like the brand, I'm like, eh. eh. <laughs> okay. If I do this, I don't really like the... <laughs> if we you ever want to smell candle... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your sign. That's like your... <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, someone in trouble, they just like blink in Morse code. <laughs> if you guys want bears in the world. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, but no, it's been a blessing, man. It's, it's been a blessing, social media, even with you guys. Um, podcasts, community, you know, yeah. just, just feel good. We check on people. We see stories of people. Um, people talk so much bad about social media, but to me, it's no different than the world. Um, you have people that are ignorant. You have people who are smart. You 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 find areas you shouldn't be in. You get out of those areas. Um, you know, people are, you don't know who's on the other side. So people are doing it just to be trolls. People are doing it to be, you know, this is their, you know, moment. They're, they're just angry, mad, but um, 99% of it, I love it. I love it. I love it. Even when it's bad, I don't think people understand, you know, Mike and Chad, you probably get me because you know energy and people. 99% of the world time, I'm this sarcastic. Like, I go to, you know, social media. If I'm having a bad day, I'm off of social media. But for me, it's like, you know, I get these trolls and people write stuff and they don't realize I'm, even when I'm, I'm trolling back, it's like, I used to do this thing where, like, people would, like, tweet racist stuff at me and I would just tweet race rap lyrics and they have no idea. Like, I'd be like, Yo, such and such should have died. And I'm like, Rack City. It's like, what? I'm like, 50s huh? like, kid. Like, what? Huh? What? Just go away. Or, my new favorite, I got, I got, I got Andre laugh when I do this one. If somebody tweets me something crazy, right, and they don't have an Abby because they never do, they never have their face, whatever. Never. So, you know, underscore yeah. squirrel rabbit two five eight, and I'm like, I'm like whatever, like, uh, and I'm like, Steve, like, what? <laughs> Steve, how's your mom? Like, say you, Steve. What? what? You y'all used to have a pizza shop. Say you, Steve. Steve, come on, quit playing. How's the um? Uh, so y'all yeah. do, do the uh the two for one specials on Tuesdays. With the soda pops? This ain't Steve. <laughs> All right, Steve. Whatever. So, Tracy. How's Tracy doing? She good? Everybody good? Let them know. Send their love. Steve, man. Keep in contact. I'm going to follow you. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're the hell. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Oh, it. man. I love it. Uh, it's either that or it's like, it's like Robert 1659329er uh, dash uh, hyphen. Nine seven five. No, but but that guy will have his picture in his bio, and it'll be him in his truck with his uh, sunglasses on. <laughs> yeah, it's always him in his truck. <laughs> oh, yeah, <flexing. laughs> real close. Hey, yeah, yeah, right, right. Ricky, real quick, a couple thoughts before we let you go. Yeah, we've talked. We've talked about something that was uh, at least mildly disappointing in the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, let's talk about real quick something that is uh, more than mildly exciting, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's the Cleveland Cavaliers. We're going up. Yeah. yeah. We're going Man, up. I, 
I, honest to God, Angel Gray, rest in peace. She's not dead, but she's she no did longer. not die. <laughs> she's dead to me. She's very much alive. She's, no, she's very my, much alive. She's my best friend. She's watching this. Um, she's been on this podcast. We love Angel Gray. And no, she told me. She actually mentioned that. She's like, I did it first. Oh. Oh. Take it. I said, brush your, girl. brush your shoulder <laughs> off, Angel. Shit. <laughs> brush your shoulder off. No, that's not the signal. We uh, like Angel Gray. We like Angel. The very first game, they were getting, it was going like this. They were down by 10, up, down by 20, down by 10, five, and they just kept fighting. I go, Angel, I don't know if they're going to be good or not, but they're scrappy. The next game, Rubio comes in. Say, Angel, I like this team. Like they, 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 they had a fight in them. Um, and Angel kept saying from from day one, end of end of end of the season last year, Garland's gonna be a superstar. I go, what? She goes, he's gonna be. A, he goes, she goes, if he stays healthy, he's gonna be a superstar. And me and her, I, not her, because she loves everybody. Who was on the Cavs. Um, I went back and forth with imaginary friend. About Sexton, um, and it was more so what I heard from outside. It's just me in my head saying, "You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Whatever." I thought Evan Mobley would be that guy, but Mobley, Garland, and Jay—that yeah. nucleus—and yeah. to me, Rubio. That's why I always like savvy vets because Rubio to me taught. Those guys, how to win, how to play, how to be loose. I've seen him before. He was professional overseas at 13. Like this, kid, He's only 30-something. He's been playing <laughs> like 40 years. He, never <laughs> he broke his leg on the floor. He's like this. Here we <laughs> Come here. Wait, hold on. A lot of these. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Somebody should help me off the floor. Yeah. Um. Even Rondo coming in. I know Rondo has a history of being a bad teammate, but I think again he gives that uh, that 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 toughness, that anger. To me, man, these guys are playing. I mean, and, and to me, that's the energy and spirit you want to build upon. Um, I believe, man. I I mean, you guys know I was tweeting it out early. Like this team is fun. Like Mobley, Mobley don't have to be that guy right now, and he he's. I mean, and he, he is that guy, and at the same is, time, he is that guy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> Like Kevin Love gives us 16 some nights. We're like, okay, Kevin. Kevin come back out. But imagine, imagine being a third overall pick in the draft. Normally, if you're the third overall pick in the draft, like Cade Cunningham in Detroit, top overall pick, you got to be the guy from day one. You got to be the guy. And all of a sudden, you bring Mobley in, and it's like, cool, just be a rookie. Now, we'll say we have the most non-talking team in the NBA. I haven't heard Mobley say one word. They said <laughs> nothing. You said that video, they said you won rookie of the month. He said. All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know what he sounds you, like. You, he could have a high pitched voice. For all I know. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't know that I know what Evan Mobley sounds like. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> well, okay. play pretty good tonight. Uh, I saw. Uh, I saw. The guys. Jay, I met Jay Allen at Lago, and uh, I sent him over a, a glass of wine and his and his girlfriend. And you would have thought I bought him a million dollar uh, outfit. We talked like for an hour, like just. His, he showed me he, he's been with his girlfriend since ninth grade. They showed me they showed me prom photos <laughs> at oh. dinner. Okay, huh. um, nice. amazing, amazing guy. Like just just the spirit, the energy. I've known Garland since his rookie year. I know his family pretty well. Again, his dad is all the games. Good energy, good kid. Um, 
you know, those guys just get it, man. From what I heard about Mobley, um, you know, Bickerstaff is the right coach because he's still, he's probably one of those old school coaches in the sense that, not talk down, but he's like a father figure to these guys. And the yeah. fact you have a you know, that's saying, okay, Kevin Love, we finally got him around and we started with him. But it seems like he's, if he's happy or not happy, he had no choice. Um, let me just say it like that. Um, but but it just seems like they like each other. They're they're fun. Like it's it's they're doing it the right way. I hate that phrase. Is a phrase that you see online. They're doing it the right way, which is no wrong way. But um, it just looks fun. I, I don't I don't know if we're gonna sell tickets. We you know how the NBA is done. You still gotta have that star star. Maybe it'll be Garland right. if you keep it at the pace. But you know uh, even now I have season tickets to the Cavs. And, you know, it's still as excited as it is. It's still like kind of empty. I know it's COVID, so I get it. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future because it's like we can't even talk about them because we know in two, three, four years, if they stay healthy, we're only going to get better. We're only going to yeah. get better. Right. And that same core is still going to be around that because that core. same core is under under contract for whatever the next seven years. I don't know how old <laughs> y'all want to go, but even with LeBron here, we never had a core. No, we, we never did. Had, and out, but we got to go back to like Doherty, Price, and Nance. Well, actually, Doherty, Price, and Harper, if you want to go old, old school, I'm older than you guys. But we never had that, like, they're going to go together. My dad to this day, I'm leaving this note, show you my age. My dad, one time he cried when Ron Harper got traded for Danny Ferry. He said, What? <laughs> oh, shit. He said, <laughs> He said, Magic Johnson calls the team of the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> I have a I have a Ron Harper poster in the other room over here, and so, yeah, I, I know I, Ron, agree. I, I got it's not nice. I I got to tell him the stage it's inappropriate, but it, me and Ron have uh, history. Talk a lot of sh- shit together. Um, no, that's my that's my guy. I love him so much. Ricky Smith, man, this has been awesome. Uh, real quick before you go, anything you got going on that I, I you got this you interview? Had, you wanted to talk about kindness. I took this whole interview. We didn't even talk about kindness. Rick, this that's what we're calling this. This episode is going to be called episode ninety nine. Ricky Smith takes over the Garage Beers podcast. Yeah. You know what? Uh, my Forget your dad, kindness. You know what? It, Fuck the kindness. <laughs> <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, double, double. I got the double shoulder. No, you know, you know what though? Um, the reason why. Not to get deep or philosophical, but clearly it's key. Hey, come on. No, I, I like outlets like this. I like you guys. I love you guys. I'm friends of Andre, clearly, and, 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 and Angel and those people. But I just love the fact of what you guys do. And and, and it, it gets so clear, like we said, on social media and this and that. And, you know, we have the outlets we have with the, with the media, and they're good at what they do, et cetera, et cetera. But you still need those other voices that are rational. The, the, the mix between the fan, the media, and the like that, 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 that sweet spot. So... Um, I know we wanted to sit down and talk about Rake, and I'm the Rake guy, new kindness, and this and that. But for me, making people laugh, uh, making people smile is why I started Rake. It's like, this came first. This is just, to me, extension of just making the world, that's what sports is supposed to be for. That's what your podcast is for. It's just making people just come together, relax for a little bit. You can agree, disagree, which we used to, and that's okay. We still have a beer together. Um, right. And that's different when me online, and I, I would love for – you know, Browns fans is going to get mad about Baker, this or that, or people that troll, whatever. They realize some people really just don't care that much. We're invested. We love it. It's entertaining. But it's not the end all. At the end of the day, we're just regular people having fun. I mean, we're doing what we're doing. We're good at what we do. But at the end of the day, we're, we're fans, and it's, it doesn't matter that much. Those guys, Baker's still a human. 
you know, make her still marry. However you feel about Emily tweeting this at the end of the day, she's doing what she's supposed to do. I, I can't tell you as a guy that's sitting here in my place that I would act different. I can't say how I would react. Oh, these guys are uh, billion dollar uh, idiots. Well, you know what? I know some $30,000 idiots. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's <laughs> yeah. a, a poor, a dumb rich guy, a dumb poor guy. So we put these people on pedestals. We do this and I would get, I, I'm going to leave on this note, man. And hopefully he's not watching. I have a good buddy who's happily married, two kids. And he texted me, said, you know what? You know, why would AB go crazy and take his shirt off and do that? He said, I would kill. He has he has everybody's dream life. I would kill her position. I said, man, I love your wife. I said, would you cheat on her? I said, you cheat on her. He said, okay, okay, I get what you're saying. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So right. we right. situation. It's all life. There's For every AB, there's you know, 52 other guys on the team is doing great. You know what I mean? There's, there's, it's, it was life. We know knuckleheads. We know people with CTE is in our neighborhoods, begging their heads as kids, not they weirdos. So um, I just ask people to show grace, uh, show mercy, not just for athletes, but ourselves. It's just what's going on in the world. If I disagree with you, disagree with me, you know, I might think you're an idiot, but at the end of the day, I still care for you. I still extend to you. You're still a human. You still have feelings and thoughts, and, and you were a kid at some point to play the mud or probably a weird gym teacher. See what I did? Put it all around. Right. Let's go. Full circle, around. baby. We're ending Full on circle. that. Full circle. We're ending on that. Ricky Smith. God rest your soul, Angel Gray. God rest your soul. <laughs> she is. Angel's alive, everybody. Angel's alive. So is Ricky's mom. Ricky's mom's alive, too. Ricky's hey, mom's alive. Mom? She's alive. She's living. She's alive. She, you lost her at Target, but you didn't really lose her. You know what that guy reminded me of? Did you guys? Do you guys watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. You remember, remember the Wade Boggs episode when you said "Rest in peace, Angel Gray." Like, no, Wade Boggs is very much alive. <laughs> Wade Boggs is very much alive. Oh, it was like, mind you, I went to I went to a historical black college, and that makes me more woke than everybody. And I should know these things. When Desmond right. Tutu died, I texted my sister. I go, I thought he was dead for years. <laughs> <laughs> She goes, I did too. <laughs> yeah. So bottom line, what we've learned from all of this, rest in peace, Desmond Tutu, uh, and Angel Gray still alive. Ricky Smith, go follow him online at Riconia. Man, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Ricky, for joining us on the Garage Beers podcast. All right, and once again, a huge thank you to Ricky Smith. I, I like. I got to catch my breath. I, to trying to keep up with Ricky Chad, man, he is just – the energy that guy brings, you can see why he is successful at like everything he does. But the energy just boom, boom, boom. I was like, I don't know when I should talk or when I should not talk or I don't know what's I was just holding on for dear life, to be honest with you. And I feel like that's, <laughs> I feel like that's how like a conversation on a podcast with Ricky Smith should go. So huge thank you to Ricky Smith at Riconia on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and he didn't want to talk a bunch about it tonight, but the man does. Uh, all joking aside, and we did a lot of joking, uh, the man does some really incredible stuff, and he's an ambassador for the city of Cleveland. It's one of the reasons we wanted to have Ricky on, not just to talk about Cle- uh, sports because he's a huge sports fan, but the dude's an ambassador for the city, uh, and he's a good dude, and and we were very excited to have him on. And so that was a lot of fun, and I hope we do get to sit down and have those beers with him. Yeah, yeah, same here at some point because you could school him really well on beer, I'm sure. Because uh, he wants to learn about it. And uh, Mike, I, th- I think you'd have to give him a beer 101 type session. I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. Although I feel like I shouldn't be like put in a position to be like, you can do that because I feel like I'm an idiot. 
But you know what? I'll do. I'll give it my. I'll give it. I'll give it my all. I'll get my teaching certification yeah. and teach some beer. Uh, yeah. Again, big thanks to Ricky, uh, Chad. Uh, I don't know that Ricky would have wanted to talk about this or not, so I feel weird transitioning into this. But he had to take off, so he took off. Perfect. Um, I did. Well, we haven't talked. There's something we haven't talked about a whole lot on the podcast, but we do need to prep a little bit for next week, uh, which is episode 100, and that is we haven't talked a ton of Blue Jackets. Yeah. Uh, although I have to tell you, behind the scenes, uh, if you're listening to this. A uh, huge shout out to the Blue Jackets and really everybody involved in that organization. The Blue Jackets keep us very involved in things, uh, and they they are they're working on a couple projects that we're going to try to be a part of. Uh, they ask us to be a part of things on Twitter and all that. So uh, you know, stay tuned because I think our Blue Jackets coverage is just going to get better and better. Uh, having said that, Chad, it's it's we've reached kind of the period of the year. The Cavs and the Blue Jackets started on a very similar trajectory, right? The Blue Jackets yeah. started mm-hmm. on this on this pace that we were like, where the hell is this coming from? And they right. brought they brought Voracek in, and he was such a big deal in their lineups. And and over the course of the year, while the Cavs have kind of maintained their steady incline, the Blue Jackets are now starting to show you your, their youth, right? Uh, and they're starting right. to show their inexperience. Uh, and and they're they're going through a bit of a patch this season where. It's not surprising uh, or disappointing, I would say. It should be expected. Um, but yeah, just uh, you've been you've been doing the videos, the amazing videos uh, on the Blue Jackets. Just kind of your thoughts on like where they're at right now. They just took a loss last night to the to the Blackhawks in a weird game. Uh, so yeah. your kind of your thoughts on on where they're at. Uh, well, it's kind of funny is because I, I think Jackets fans got a little bit spoiled at the beginning of the year because this team overachieved. And we saw how this team could play at their peak potential. And they were just, they were rolling to open up the year, Mike. And you had to figure that a lull was going to be coming soon. In an 82-game season, you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be ups and downs. So, and right now, you know, the Jackets are 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 in a down period. They've, they've kind of come back to earth. This was one of, if not the youngest team in the NHL. The average age of this team is 25 years old, something like that. Uh, you know, they have a defensive core where I believe it's outside of Wierenski or he might be in that group. Uh, but like, it, and this was like two weeks ago that the top defenseman uh, left was, wasn't was even at 200 games of NHL experience. Now, I know to the non-hockey fan, that might sound like a lot uh, of game experience. But uh, when it comes to the average NHL player, that's not a ton of experience. So. Yeah, you know, you're right, Mike. They are starting to show their youth. They are starting to show their inexperience. And uh, what it really comes down to, it's not even uh, – it, it, it's it's the youth and it's also, uh, you know, energy and effort. They haven't shown a, a consistency in that energy and effort. They haven't been able to put uh, three periods of hockey together, it feels like, for the last, I don't know, two or three weeks and when when that happens, when you don't give out that consistent energy, that consistent effort, that cons- you get complacent. You start losing people in defensive coverage. You start leaving guys wide open. You start watching the puck a lot, and you can't. You in hockey, you have to constantly be moving. You have to constantly have your head on a swivel, looking for a guy that might be you know cutting back door or you know, th- you know, through the middle of the ice or wh- wherever you, you constantly have to have your head on a swivel. And with the jackets, they, they've been having trouble uh, with that consistency lately with, with that effort. I mean, last night, you, you know, it was a weird game against the Blackhawks. Like you said, Mike, you know, and the jackets played a pretty good first period. 
they played a pretty good first period, but after that, it was like they just could never they could they just could never get off the bench. They you were just waiting for them to get started. But the Blackhawks didn't even like it's not like they had a ton of shots on net. I think they had like 14, 14 or 15 14. shots. Yeah, four, 14 shots on net. And, and and you know, four four of those went in. That's yeah, not great. <laughs> two, yeah, two of them were guys who were left again, complacency, wide open. You know, uh, uh, a third one was on an empty netter, and the fourth one was just a great hustle play uh, by by Kurashev of the Blackhawks to get down there before the puck was iced. And he had some trailers left wide open because the Jackets thought the puck was being iced, and he had a wide open shot on net. So, yeah, I mean, really, it's it's when when you're getting complacent and you're as y- as young of a team as the Jackets are, uh, Mike, you, you got to look to your veteran leadership uh, outside of Lars. Because Lars can only do so much. You know, it's guys like Boone Jenner. It's guys like Gustav Nyquist. It's guys like Jake Borchek who have to pull these young guys out of it. And, and, and right now, it's just, it's not happening right now. And, and they have to find them, find a way to put forth that energy, energy and effort every night. The Blackhawks aren't a better hockey team. They're not a more talented hockey team than the no. Columbus Blue Jackets. No. But, the, but, but this team has to find a way to get back to that consistency and that energy that they were bringing when they were overachieving at the beginning of the year to win more hockey games. So that's kind of where my, my synopsis of where the jackets are right now. Yeah. And and it's a funny thing with the jackets because yeah, you may be a little disappointed with how things are going right now. If you're a jackets fan, as far Mm -hmm. as they're, they're taking a few losses specifically more than what we saw to start the year. They they've just fallen under 500 for the first time uh, this year. And, and so you may feel a little disappointed, but it's, it's almost like not too disappointing because you always go back to the fact they are the young, far and away, the youngest team in the NHL. And you look at some of these guys, our, our former guest of our podcast, Cole Sillinger. Yeah. Uh Hasn't hit that wall yet. Not saying that he won't before the end of the year. And there's still a long time to go before the end of this year, but you kind of wait for an 18 year old kid to look like he's hitting the wall. He hasn't. Uh, you look at some of the young guys on this team and and the Jake Beans, the you know, like and you think, man, the future for this team is so crazy bright. And I love what the Blue Jackets are doing. And I think with a lot of sports teams, you see it go alternatively. They're afraid to put young kids in the mix because of what might do to their mentals where with the blue jackets, it feels like we're just going to let these young kids come out and get this experience. Yeah. And by the, by the time mm-hmm. Cole Sillinger is 20 years old, he's going to be in his third year in the NHL. And he's going to be a veteran at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. By, by, by the time Chinikov, you know, like the is 24 years old, he's going to be a veteran in the league. And so the, the blue jackets, they're the youngest team now, and they're going to run through their struggles. Right. Chad. But, but like, sure. Three years from now, there's going to be a lot of veterans that have a lot of career left ahead of them. Uh, I don't know. I just I I feel like I I just can't help but be just be incredibly hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to. And I've talked about this uh, uh, in a few of my recaps earlier is 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 these guys just have to learn and grow. They just have to get the experience. You're just you got to go through the struggles before you can get to get get to get to where you want to be. And. That's what the Jackets are going to be doing. You know, you're again, you're going to have stretches where you're going to win, you know, four, five, six games like you did at the beginning of the year. But 
again, it, it just goes to show you when you play teams like God, this team, this Blue Jackets team, it doesn't help that they're in probably the toughest division in hockey in the Metro, <laughs> you know, oh, with Washington, yeah. with, with Pittsburgh, with Carolina, Tampa Bay, like you're in, you're in, in it with some of the best teams in the league. So it's, it's, it definitely doesn't help that you're going to be playing a, a majority of those teams a lot, but again, getting these young guys, the reps and getting these guys, the experience is only going to help them down the line. So, you know, this team is, it's talented for right now, but it's built for more, you know, two, three years down the line. And yeah, I, again, I think I said, like I said, I think Jackets fans got a little bit spoiled at the beginning of the year uh, when this team overachieved, but it's, but nobody, but going into the year, nobody was saying that this team was going to be a cup contender. You know, nobody was expecting this team to be near the top of the division. Yeah. People were thinking that this team was going to be better than you think. And they are, and they still are. They still it's are, not like yeah. this team is, it's yeah. It's not like this team is like 10 games under 500 or anything like that. It, it's, it's just, you know, they're going through their lumps. They're taking their lumps right now. And but I think, that's, I think this is that, also, Jed, I think this is also important for the development of young players. Go through yeah. a rough patch. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, you're going through a rough patch here that as a young player, this is how you learn to overcome said rough patch. Uh, right. And so it'll be interesting to see how they come out of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, I guess what I was trying to get to there was like, you know, everybody had the expectation that they were going to rebuild. They overachieved the beginning of the year, but now they're meeting those expectations. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. now. The, that's exactly it. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, um, I went to my first ever Blue Jackets game on Saturday. Yeah. And I took Patrick. And, I, and first of all, big shout out to one of our longest time listeners of this podcast and a good friend. Uh, uh, his name's Brandon Tinney. Uh, he, you know him better as Lil Boomer CBJ on Twitter. Uh, Boomer, months ago, towards the beginning of the year, he's a long time season ticket holder. And he said, hey, as a season ticket holder, the jackets give me so many seats that I can kind of share with friend, family and friends throughout the year. Do you want to bring your son to a, a jackets game? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And he gave me two tickets sitting right in front of him, right in front of the cannon uh, at the jackets game. And I took Patrick down on Saturday. What a good time. Uh, it's not, yeah. again, I am a new jackets fan. I make, I make no mistake about that. And I, I am, I'm not like saying I'm never going to root for the Penguins again because I've grown up rooting for the Penguins. <laughs> but like, I feel like if the Jackets play the Pens right now, I'm going to root Jackets. And it's this yeah! podcast, it's this podcast and our relationship with the Jackets that have made that happen. But we, man, what a good time that was. What a good time. I yeah. haven't been there. It's a beautiful arena. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been in, I think the last time I was in Nationwide Arena was like, it was a WWE like pay per view in two thousand three. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. I was going to say Columbus Destroyers Arena Football, obviously. No, it wasn't that. Uh, <laughs> but I, the 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 fans are awesome. The way they let you interact with the team is awesome. Like I got to take Patrick down by the ice before the game, and like he held up a sign uh, trying to get Patty Line's attention because they're both Patties. Uh, uh, and then we got to meet some people. Uh, 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 Ms. Dobbs, uh, the uh, go on. Dobbsy. <laughs> we call her Dobbsy. She doesn't know that. Uh, uh, 
from the front office came down and said hi. I got to say hi to Jean-Luc Rampierre because uh, he was sitting, he was right there. That's where they broadcast. Just, I just want to say shout out to the Jackets. It's a first class experience. If you've not been to a Jackets game, go to a Jackets game. And where it really got me, the atmosphere was fun the whole game. But when they, when the Jackets score a goal, that arena after a Jackets goal is about as fun as you will see an arena after a goal. When they play the goal song, I don't even know what that song's called. Uh, for those about to rock. No. Fire. Oh, uh, no, that's oh, called the, um, uh, 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 I don't know what that song, I don't know what that song's called, but when I'm, they play it and everybody's doing it, uh, my son is four. So he doesn't fully comprehend the situation, right? He stood up on his chair and was screaming when everybody was singing that song. And from that, after the Jackets scored, two minutes into the game, the Jackets opened the scoring. My Patrick was leading Let's Go Jackets chance the rest of the game. I love it. Oh, it was awesome. So anyways, I just wanted to shout out the Jackets because it was a first-class experience. Shout out, obviously, to Brandon, uh, a.k.a. Boomer, uh, down there Lock. for giving us... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say Loxley, and the song's called The Whip. That's it. I did know it's, it is the whip. Uh, when they play yeah. that, it is awesome. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And so uh, stay tuned for more of that, too, because uh, when we met with uh, Miss uh, Catherine Dobbs down Jarby. there, Jarby, <laughs> uh, we had some discussions of maybe some fun things we could do because Chad and I are going to be heading down that way in March. And, and Joe may even drive up from Nashville to meet us down there. Uh, maybe some fun things we can do with the, uh, with the blue jackets and the garage beers podcast. So stay tuned for that. But, uh, uh, Chad, any kind of last thoughts on the blue jackets, anything you expect them to do as far as, you know, could you see any trades coming their way, anything like team improvement, or you think it's just going to be like, Hey, let's just kind of roll with this and, uh, and see what happens. I think if the right deal comes along, uh, for prospects or draft picks or something like that, I think, um, I think Yarmo would take it. I'm, I, I have heard that uh, Max Domi and Jack Roslovic are on the trade block right now, uh, which which would stink, uh, especially for Roslovic, the hometown kid, so excited to be here. You know, Max Domi having a hell of a season uh, so far. That would stink, but I get it because this, you know, again, this is a plan for this team for two, three years down the road. Like when Kent Johnson gets up here, when uh, Stanislav, I'm going to screw up his name. I'm going to butcher his name. Stanislav's Swozil. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh, it's, 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 it gets up here. I mean, there's so much skill waiting in the wings for this Jackets organization. You know, the future is going to be bright. So, I, you know, I, I think Yarmo doesn't knows that this team is not going to be, you know, a cup contender. So if he, if the right deal comes along for so one of these vets, like I said, like a Domi or Roslovic, I, th- I think he isn't going to pass on it. So I, I don't expect anything like over the top, like anything, like moves to, you know, to 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 go for it uh, right now. But uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. He might just stick with it for the rest of the year, and then and then go from there. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, we were talking about that a lot down there about Domi and Roslovic. You know, Domi contractually uh, it makes sense to have him on the block, uh, and Roslovic, yeah. unfortunately, um, it's more performance related that he is right. on the block and that that stinks because right. he's a Columbus guy, but you know what, that, that can't be decision makers if you're going to have a winning uh, a pro, uh, organization. So, um, right. Yeah. Anyways, it, it's, 
they're still a boatload of fun to watch. And and looking yeah. at the young talent on the team, when, when I see the jackets are on, I'm I'm flipping them on, or I got them on my phone while we're watching a movie or something like that. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's just been great to watch. It's been great to see. And uh, and like I said, we wanted to make sure we got the blue jackets in because next week on episode 100, um, <laughs> it's a blue jackets all timer. We're probably going to release that soon. I would imagine that comes out soon because we're going to want to market that all week next week. So um, right. uh-huh. uh, I think that's going to do it for us, Chad. It was a good time. We had the uh, we had the uh, the national championship for college. I didn't. I fell asleep. I was so tired. I loved that game. Yeah. I loved it, Mike. It was one of those games. I know I you made didn't it to, watch I made it. it I made it to halftime. I watched till halftime. It just looked like it was going to be an Alabama blowout. So when I woke up at inevitably three o'clock that morning because my son had planted his head in the small of my back, uh, <laughs> and I was awake and I saw that Georgia won, I was very pleasantly surprised. Mike, it was one of those games where every possession felt like it was like do or die. And, and, and God, like it just had a little bit of everything. And then finally in the fourth quarter, there was that like college football sh- shootout like that you like you've come to expect <laughs> like offensively. It's just all those, all those offenses, those offenses suddenly decided to pick it up. So there's just every possession felt like it was do or die. All the yard, every yard felt like it was just earned. It was just a classic game in, in my eyes because you know i'm a defensive i like defense so I, i'm a defensive guy so i got one question for you okay the devastating injury jameson uh-huh. williams uh yeah top one i think he's the top wide receiver coming i'd rank him as the top wide receiver coming out i know garrett wilson is right there with him but i think I guess it depends I, on what you're looking for that's depends fair. on what you're looking for that's fair but you, we're talking about the two best wide receivers in college yeah, football. Definitely, definitely the top three for yeah. sure. Uh, and he takes the ACL injury. Yeah. So let's say you, you're the Browns. Okay. And let's say you're sitting, I think we have the 13th pick and, and you know, the Browns are going to be looking wide receiver in this draft at some point. I don't know if it's going to be the first pick, but I'm sure they'll consider it. Uh-huh. And let's say Garrett Wilson goes off the board. Uh, sure. You know, before the Browns pick and sure. you've got, You've got him sitting there on this. He's had the ACL injury, but you got him sitting there. Uh, Jameson, does it affect, does it affect your decision-making? Yes. 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 I think so. In my eyes, it does. Uh, Just because of where the Browns are at right now. And I, granted, granted, I always uh, reserve my, my judgment on the draft until after I see what they do in free agency which I don't know if they will bring in a receiver. I don't know. I don't, I'm sure they won't, but uh, Jamison Williams is definitely very tempting for me uh, because you got to figure at that point, he's going to be four, what, four months into his recovery. He's going to be about four months into his recovery uh, at, at that point. At the draft. At the draft. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's definitely tempting, but uh, you know, it, dep- it depends on, if there's another person at a position of need there, I, I would, I would pass on him. Like if there's a Nicobe Dean there, or if there's a Devin Lloyd there, uh, you know, at the linebacker position, I, I would certainly, you know, think about that. But Jamison Williams is certainly an option at 13, but it would just depend on, you know, various other factors. With his age and what we continue to see with these elite athletes bouncing back from ACL injuries, because we yeah. see it a lot. And the speed yeah. at which they're, they're able to do it. If I'm the Browns, 
and he's there. If it's him and, and, and Garrett Wilson, I'm probably going to lean Garrett Wilson because of it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Cause I'm not mad about that. But if Garrett Wilson's yeah. gone and, and Jamison Williams, the player on the board there, I, I'm, if the Browns take him, I'm totally cool with it. The ACL injury yeah. does not impair. It, it doesn't impact my decision-making at all because yeah. of, of how you can bounce back. And like you said, he's at the draft. He's going to be four months uh, into this recovery. And which yeah. means by the time we get to the season, you're talking about eight to nine months into a recovery. He's probably yeah. ready to go for the start of the year. Yeah, no, I, I trust me. I definitely would not be upset if they took Jamison Williams. I would not be that. The boy is faster than I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But that's what faster, we're all screaming for. Faster that's, than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> that's what, no, no, no. Well, that's what we're all screaming kidding. for, though, is the speed at a wide receiver, and he's the guy that's got it. So, so listen, uh, the Georgia Bulldogs win the national championship. Uh, cool to see. First time since 1980, and my, one of my best friends forever is a Georgia Bulldog. And so I was cool for that. That was cool to wake up to. But uh, I think that's going to pretty much do it for us, Chad except for the fact that we've got our last segment of the week, which is our garage, or I'm sorry, our three cheers of the week. Uh, and so, Chad, I will let you lead us off. What is your cheer of the week? God, my cheers of the week goes out to Joel Batonio and Jack Conklin. Okay. Uh, yeah, during that, <laughs> what was I watching last night? Uh, Some television? Oh, I, was, I was watching a hockey game last night. A little TV? A little TV a little commercial? Television? Yeah, a TV commercial? And they just kept ESPN plus just kept replaying this Spitzer uh, auto dealership commercial. And it was the CEO of Spitzer, like Phil Spitzer, Joel Batonio and Jack Conklin. (laughs) They were doing this. They were doing this like cheesy ass, like (laughs) Super Bowl shuffle parody commercial. (laughs) It was just so. Oh no! It was it was, it was gold, man. It was, it was just gold, like because they were like they were rapping, but it was like lyrics about a, a about the dealership. Like Jack Conklin was like Spitzer Key is your number one selection for car warranty protection. <laughs> like, oh it was just, no! It was terrible. And then at the end, they start dancing. They start doing a shuffle, and it's just so. Shout out to Batonio and Conklin for as uncomfortable as they looked. They owned it. So that's Chad, uh, that's my cheers to Batonio and Conklin. Before I get to my cheers, the Cavs are playing the Jazz right now. They're up by 25, and they are on a 21-0 run. That's awesome. And that's awesome. In, in the third quarter, Lamar Stevens has at least 13 to 15 points. That's awesome. Uh, that's yeah. awesome. So, anyways, yeah. uh, my cheer of the week. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I gave my cheer to a recently deceased person that had uh, an impact, at least, on my enjoyment of life, and that was John Madden. Uh-huh. And I'm going to do it again. Uh, the world lost <sighs> somebody that I loved, which was Bob Saget. Ricky's uh, mom. No. no. <laughs> Angel Gray. Oh, Angel Gray. <laughs> no. Uh, no, Bob Saget. Uh, sudden passing of Bob Saget. Uh, there's just certain ones. Again, when, when Betty White passed, she was almost a hundred. So it's like, Oh, respect to Betty white, but it's, yeah. it's not like, man, that's the saddest thing ever. She was almost a hundred. Yeah. Like not yeah. many of us are going to make it that long. Right. Uh, Bob Saget was 65 years old uh, right. and, and active and working and hitting the comedy scene. And 
Uh, and he was a funny dude. And for all intents and purposes, uh, people that knew him said what a great guy he was. Uh, he was always yeah. shockingly offensive on his uh, uh, stand-up comedy, which I love. Which was which was like awesome, right? Opposite sides of the spectrum. Just this clean guy on TV, but his stand-up comedy was dirty. But yeah, the, his obviously his role on Full House for people our age. I mean, we grew up watching that show. Uh, but also, like the one that gets me, America's Funniest Home Video. That's the show I grew up watching. <laughs> yeah, and he'd walk out on the scene, and I could still. It's the red, white, and blue. The funny oh, things the you, do. you do, America. <laughs> America, and this is you. Yeah. Uh, so listen, my cheer, uh, it's a posthumous cheers, and it goes out to Bob Saget, a very funny dude, uh, and uh, gone way too soon. So uh, cheers to Bob Saget uh, and and the legacy he left, and thanks for all the laughs, man. Uh, Remember his voice? Remember his voice for little kids? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm going on this big wheel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, he. Oh, God. And you know what? Uh because of his passing, my wife decided she wanted us to start watching How I Met Your Mother again. I don't know if you ever watched that show, but he was the he's I the mean, vo- he's the voice, the narrator voice. Oh, gotcha. How okay. I Met Your Mother. I was say, I've great. seen an episode or two, but it's never like registered that he's the that he's a narrator. Anyways, anyways, I didn't mean to talk too terrible long about it, but my cheers goes out to him. Uh, and so, yeah, that's gonna do it. Episode ninety nine. Chad, double digits is in the book. As always, we've got some thank yous to send out. First, thank you goes out to our special guest. Obviously, uh, uh, just having Ricky on, man, was so fun. And just getting to hear him laugh. Ricky Smith at Raconia online. Big thank you to Ricky for coming on. Uh, and just keep your eyes open for more things he do, he's going to do. Uh, I definitely am not going to miss the next stand-up that he does. Uh, he just did one. Uh, but keep your eyes open for more projects that he's doing. Uh, shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Uh, uh, as always, they host us. We appreciate them for that. And as always, our biggest thank you of the podcast goes out to you, the listener, the watcher, the follower. We appreciate you. Listen, it, it, it helps us if you go give us a follow online. It helps us if you give us a rating and a review on whatever you're listening to this on. We do appreciate it if you take a minute to do that. But other than that, Chad... We've made it. We're here. Yeah. This is the week of episode 100. So make sure you are following our social media because episode 100, we've got some of the biggest guests in the history of this podcast coming on, and you are not going to want to miss it. For Joey down in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers. Joe, for Chad over on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers. Chad, I am Michael Keefe at Garage Beers. Mike saying this has been episode 99. We'll see you for the 100th next week. Cheers, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.